Good morning, everyone. This is the Morning Kofefi on Unsaved Space. I'm Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the Batman Majama, who is two hours ahead of me, so not as tired. Uh, <laughs> mm, hello, guys. Hi, Carter. You are as two, tired? Two hours ahead doesn't really mean much oh. <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's true, though. You have more of a reason. It's like it's way early there. Um, Carrie, I assume, I didn't look at it, but I'm pretty sure that there was a collective mourning for your your absence yesterday. I can check the performance oh, of yesterday's video, but I, I'm sure it was low compared to... I am sorry, guys, and uh, that will hopefully be very rare that there's a problem. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I haven't had my coffee this morning, so I'm a little... And neither of you, have you? No, I have not. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what's in the news today? Um, what's in the news today? There's not a lot, actually, in the news today. Um, there's something I wanted to just mention yesterday. So I guess the Supreme Court is hearing this question of the Trump administration wants to add a citizenship question to the census. And the Supreme Court, and it's being opposed, and the Supreme Court is uh, hearing this now. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Problem, but I also don't understand how it's helpful. Like, if you're not, if you're, I guess, if you're not a legal citizen, but you're in the U.S. legally, you would answer the question. And if you're a citizen, you would answer the question. But if you're an illegal immigrant, why would you? They knock on your door and say, "Are you a citizen?" I'm pretty sure you're going to be like, "Uh huh." Yeah. (laughs) Why would you answer that honestly? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I get, I don't have a problem with the question being asked. I just don't understand what the hell, like, how how do they expect that to work? Yeah. And I feel like if you do answer it, honestly, you kind of deserve to be deported because you're really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I don't really think you should go doing that, but if they, if you're going to ask that question and they're going to say, no, 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 I'm, I'm here illegally. I actually don't, I don't know if this is a good thing to put this on the census. I can, I think it kind of normalizes the idea that people on the left are pushing, which, you know, we've talked about before how SJW ideology is all about control because it is authoritarian. And one of the ways they control people is through language. Well, when I was deep in it, uh, I was part of a group that was pushing for the acceptance of illegal immigrants and a big part of it was that we were we were pushing to change to make it taboo to say illegal immigrant so that people would have to say we wanted people to say undocumented american oh yeah no i know that's why I you know this. right and so that's a that's a trick of language is people that don't know if sometimes are these things purposeful yes of course they are we're out there pushing actively you know we would do letter writing campaigns and try to get people journalists in trouble for using the wrong terminology um, but, uh, uh, anyway, what's my point again, low on confetti. <laughs> no, my point is that this kind of normalizes the idea. It's like on the census, like, well, I'm on the census, the U S census as an illegal American. Do you well, know what I, don't I mean? think the question is that the question is okay. like, are you a citizen? Right. Right. So people who have green cards would say, no, they're here. Right. Legally. They're just not citizens. Um, oh, I see the, what you're saying. Here's the thing. I understand the reason behind it. Uh, which I don't think the founding fathers ever really contemplated, right? The, the reason behind it is uh, 
they use the census to draw up districts and, and determine um, populations in areas, which determines electoral college votes and a whole bunch of other stuff. And so really they should only be counting citizens um, because non-citizens don't vote, which I know uh, is next on Bernie's agenda, uh, but non-citizens don't vote. So uh, it matters when you're kind of dividing up the population and figuring out electoral college votes whether someone's a citizen or not. So I get the question. I understand the reason. Uh, but I don't think anyone ever thought we would end up in this situation where there was so such a large percentage of the population was, I mean, I'm not saying it's a huge percentage of the total population, but it's a large number of people. It's a large it's a, number of people. It's a large percentage of the population as, you know, that are, that are illegal immigrants that are here illegally. Um, I like to use illegal immigrants because uh, it is a law and it is broken and therefore it's illegal. So that makes their status here illegal. They have immigrated illegally. Uh, yeah, I mean, language does a lot. Like, it think mean about it. People or horrible. It doesn't mean it's right. not. I'm not calling them like invalid human or non-human. I'm saying illegal. You're here illegally. Yeah. I go to another country and don't go through their customs and cross the border. Or, you know, and they don't go through their immigration control. I'm illegal. Right. Anyway, um, no, I agree with you. I think it's it's a it's a purposeful um, trick of language to try and because it because it, it affects the way you think about things as well. You know, so if you start you start saying undocumented in, in American instead of illegal immigrant, you start to forget that. I mean, truly, over time, this is an illegal thing anyway, and that well, what's wrong with it? Let's get them documented, and it's a, it's a way to push. Um, push support for something for an ideological position is to get people to adopt your language. And at the beginning, they may not even agree with your points, but they've adopted, but once they start using your language, I think you've already won. <laughs> now, Terry, I'm just going to start going collecting 30% of everyone's income and I'm going to call myself an undocumented IRS agent. And uh, <laughs> just, IRS. I'm, just, I'm just undocumented. But I'm yeah. an IRS agent. So I think, I think people on the left got better at this after, there was a book that came out called, uh, I may have mentioned it before, George Lakoff wrote this book called Don't Think of an Elephant. Have you uh, read you this? It. Yeah. It's a really good book. It's very thin. You can read it very quickly. He wrote it uh, about, he, was, he wrote it for the left. He's a linguist. And he was writing about how at the time, this is, this is way, way back in the way back machine when the left didn't scare me, <laughs> when the right scared me more. Um, he he wrote this book for the left to try to explain how the right was very good at naming things and getting public consensus changed because they got people to get on board. So he gave like no child left behind. You know, they would name things, things right. that they wanted you to believe it was. And so he kind of laid out in that book, one of the things he was laying out was how Democrats weren't very good at naming at that time. I think they've gotten much better. I, see, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, I think the left is constantly saying, oh, the right is so good at this or that. And like, you've been doing it forever. I mean, things like the Clean Air Act aren't about clean air. I mean, the left has been great at naming forever. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I disagree with the whole like, because I think the left says the right is good at, whenever the right is winning in some area, the left just says, oh, they're good at these particular tricks. We should learn them better. And it's like, mm. You've been really good at those tricks. They're just like usually the right is catching up to the left in most of these tactics, from what I can tell. Um, 
because the the right isn't trying to, and the, and that makes sense, right? Because the right isn't trying to generally change things. They're trying to kind of keep things relatively the same the way they are. So they don't need to adopt a new language as much. The left is the ones who's always like pushing, you know, all the deconstructionism and postmodernism. That's all leftist. All that's all language deconstruction. That's not from the right. Those aren't Christian scholars that are like, hey, you know, maybe this word does. Maybe genders don't exist. Let's come up with new words. Like it's not. That's not from the right. Well, back when I read this book, I thought it was. Yeah. And, well, and I think he was making that case. And it, and it. Okay. Okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I wanted to pick on you yesterday. Um, and I didn't. You weren't here. I would like you to defend. Wait a minute. It's been seven minutes. I get to do my French press now. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. <laughs> have your coffee before I pick on you. Have your coffee. No, I'm just going to do it while you. I, my coffee maker's broken, and this it takes a very long time, seven minutes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, maybe I should even look up a clip. I'll look up a clip, because uh, we're not live, so if it takes a long time. So you're talking about Bernie and what he said about people voting. I don't need to see the clip, I don't think. He, uh, yeah, okay. Unless it's funny. Is it funny? No. Bernie's funny. I, Bernie, I just think Bernie's funny generally. Um, yeah, so I would like you to defend him now. Why well, should the Boston Marathon bomber vote from jail, Carrie? Go. I don't necessarily think he should. I, I mean, you mentioned this to me yesterday, and I started. I said I needed time to think about it, and I've had time to think about it. <laughs> um, one of my friends on the left was posting about it, and I saw he doesn't. He he agrees with Bernie, or at least he was posing the question: Why shouldn't we agree with Bernie? It's like you don't lose your right to. Um, you don't lose some rights while you're in prison. I can't remember the examples he was giving, but, uh, but I, I think I, I mean, I agree with you. You've committed a crime. You've chosen to take yourself out of society for a while. And at least for the length of time that you're in prison, I don't, I don't believe you should be able to vote. I do actually believe that you should be able to vote once you've served your time and you're out of prison. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting argument. And I think you could make, you can make a case for that. Um, all right. Well, uh, what rights do you contain? What what rights do you keep in prison? Oh gosh, let me see. I'll look this guy up. Um, because he he had a. Sometimes I think like they kind of own your ass. I guess. Oh, I, I don't know. You don't have a right to healthcare. Anyway. Oh, you know what he said? You still have a right to practice your religion. That's it. But not that if that it. involves like going to a church that's not in the prison. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what, so you have a right to think? Yeah, you can think about voting too. No one's stopping. <laughs> like, uh, you can have a pr- vote in the prison among your prisoner friends about like, this is who we want to vote for. Um, that actually would be fascinating. I'd love to see who the prison population votes for generally. Well, I think I heard Candace Owens or someone's ta- talking recently about how she thinks they would vote Republican. I don't know. I don't know. But um, look at this. So this guy was arguing that uh, the reason why is because the system is broken, that uh, <clears throat> it is impossible to view any question of disenfranchisement outside the context of a history in which white propertyed men conspired to prevent everyone else from voting until they had no choice. Uh, mass incarceration. Not making any sense here. This has. This is like. This, this is, is not an argument. This is mass, like a history rant. Mass incarceration is a problem that needs to redress uh, part of the problem, the racial bias that's baked into the system. So that bias is immoral. 
And how could it be moral to disenfranchise those caught up in this immoral system? So he goes on to argue basically that um, anybody who's in prison essentially is there because they live in a, I mean, I think the argument, if you boil it down to the basic, it's it, people are in prison because they're, we live in a white supremacist patriarchy and you shouldn't punish them further by taking their vote away. Um, that is the SJW argument, I guess. Well, and I, mm. me, when I read that argument, because I don't think they would deny that there are bad people in prison. Uh, I, I think this is a, this reveals their collectivist mentality, right? Which is to them, the question isn't whether serial killers can vote or whether serial killers are in prison to them. It's like, well, this group is mistreated. And so this group gets to vote like group based, right? You Basically know, he's like, if you're black and in prison, you should vote. I, I don't or, or just in prison because you're by definition, I, I don't know that they, they, they don't go down to the, usually they're not very interested in like talking about individual cases. Like should the Boston marathon or runner marathon runner, the runner should vote. Uh, the bomber <laughs> should vote. Uh, yeah, but it's a very collectivist mentality, right? Where it's, uh, oh, this is kind of, we believe it's a racist, but by the way, I'm not even convinced necessarily that uh, the it's a racist prison. Like, I don't, I don't think the court systems are racist necessarily. I mean, there's some evidence actually that they are so, but I don't think it's as big of a, an issue as they're saying it is. Um, and you know, they're looking at this whole population and saying like, oh, well, these, this population is oppressed and, and disproportionately imprisoned, therefore prisoners should vote. Like that's not, that's a collectivist view of things. That's not, you know, the question should be, should this individual vote? And if this individual is in prison wrongly, then that individual should be not in prison. And not that's the prison. problem you should fix. You don't exactly. fix the problem by being like, yeah, ax murderers can vote. I agree. Um, so that's a good way of putting it. They're like, this is broken because sometimes people, but, but actually he's not even arguing that these people haven't committed crimes. He's saying they committed crimes because they live in a white supremacist patriarchy. And so he's arguing. So I just want to be clear. This guy is arguing that black people have no free will and yes. commit crimes because of the white patriarchy. Correct. Wow. So <laughs> is he called I, racist by his friends? Because that seems pretty horrible to me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that no matter what color of your skin, you have free will and um, you can make choices. The further that you get out of SJW ideology, the more obviously racist it is <clears throat> when you're looking at it because it's, um, and sexist as well. It's, it's this very condescending kind of racism and sexism. Like uh, women, people of color, they don't have enough agency to make their own, you know, to, to rise up out of anything or to make their own decisions or to make, if they have an opinion that disagrees with the ideology, it must be because they're a tool of, of white men and uh, they're being used. And it, they, it is a really condescending kind of racism and sexism. And, and yes, that you're not responsible for anything in your life. And, you know, and, that, and, and if, if you're a woman, the way they, the way they express that is like, uh, with that whole stuff about emotional labor. Like you shouldn't have to make an argument because you're a woman. Right. <laughs> Whoa, it's so tough to be a woman. <coughs> it's um, so tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the people out, those of us who were never in the social justice uh, <clears throat> tribe, 
we call that the soft bigotry of low expectations. Um, yes. Which is... Uh, That's a great way of putting it. We all see, the social justice people don't seem to see. Yeah. Um, just like, oh, you're, you're this category. It must be so hard for you. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, uh, too dumb to make your own decision. By the way, somebody asked me if I was crying before the last morning coffee and no, I just sound like this when I first wake up in the morning. And also on the huh? air, that might be fun. <laughs> no. uh, also, I have a new housemate and my writing room is right next to their room. And so ah. I try to be quiet, quiet, talk quieter. Are you in your writing room right now? Is that what this is? This is my writing room. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is there anything else we need to talk about today? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, there's nothing going on on Twitter, really. Um, Trump is, uh, Trump, I guess, retweeted or talked about some, well, I mentioned this really quickly. So uh, Jack, uh, how do you say his name? Posobiec or Sobac? I, I don't know his name. Sobiac or something, yeah. Yeah, um, who I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but he's, you know, he's all right, whatever. Uh, he has this uh, news, quote, news network, whatever, that he's done. I think it's called OANN. And Trump um, tweeted something about it. And uh, I guess there was this guy who used to work for the CIA um, who claimed that the UK helped spy on – the UK helped the Obama administration spy on Trump and um, and Trump was saying something about it on Twitter. And everyone's like – you know, conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it probably is, but it's interesting to see how the, the mainstream media just kind of smears everyone. They're like, they, they didn't even call the guy, they didn't even call the guy a CAA guy. They called him like a conspiracy theorist, whatever person who used to work for the CAA. Uh, and, and they're like, uh, with absolutely no evidence, he claimed blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, I get that. And, and I, I kind of agree with them. The flip side is, I, I feel like they've they spent the last, the legacy media, I gotta stop calling the mainstream media, but right. they spent the last two years doing the exact same thing with the Steele dossier and everything else. And for, like the absolutely no evidence seems to be not a problem for them. And, uh, you know, yeah. people that they agreed with who were saying things they liked weren't conspiracy theorists. Uh, to work for the CIA, they were, you know, CIA experts who, blah, blah, blah. It's just the language is, it's so obvious to me how, um, how much of an agenda the legacy media has and they just aren't letting go. And the Trump thing, their Mueller report didn't help. Uh, I think they're just doing what Vox Day says all SJWs do, which is they just double down. They're not. They never give up. They just double down. They just double down. I think we're going to see, there's like still talk of impeachment now. That's insane. Oh, we, there's some article like, oh, we should impeach because that would be a good idea. And they're running, they're running, uh, they're running opinion pieces by like any, anyone they can find who used to be associated with Trump. That's like now saying, oh, the Mueller report is, was my, there's an article. The Mueller report was my tipping point. Uh, I was a Trump transition staffer and I've seen enough. It's time for an impeachment. They're trying to find. You know what? They are gonna. They are in for a rude awakening because this is has been a tipping point, but in the other direction. I like know. the Kavanaugh thing, the Kavanaugh thing, uh, it mobilized. It it woke up the base, like the people who already support him, 
or the people who are conservative, whatever, it got them motivated, mobilized. Um, this is, but it's done something beyond just reaching and mobilizing people who already support him. It's pissed off people in the center and people uh, even left of center who recognize this for what a circus it is, manufactured outrage circus and a waste of time. And if you look at polls, I just saw a poll of the things that Americans are most, the issues Americans are most interested in hearing about from politicians, Russia's way down like number 15 on the list. Yeah. You know, there's the economy, there's healthcare, you know, there's, there's so many other things that they could be talking about and this is, people are tired of it. And so I think there's going to be a huge wake up call. Like I, I think the Kavanaugh thing happening when it did got people uh, out to vote right before the mid, those midterm elections. Like here in Texas, it was pretty close between Cruz and Beto. And I think the Kavanaugh thing actually mobilized the base and pissed people like me off. Yeah. Um, and I think this is happening, going to happen again. And if, if they don't steal it, I actually think he's going to win with a bigger margin than he did before. Um, what, I'm, what I think they should be investigating is why the previous administration and seemed to be working in coordination with the Democratic campaign to spy on the Republican candidate for president. Yeah, I think there's a lot to investigate there. <laughs> like, uh, like you, somebody did interfere or try to interfere in the election. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. And well, it wasn't it, just the Russians. <laughs> yes, it's the, uh, it's the uh, standard projecting thing that uh, the left likes to do. I don't know. The other thing that I think, you know, I was thinking about this. The other thing I think is just tiring to, to Americans. It's tiring to me, I'll say. Uh, maybe it's tiring to you guys and everyone else, but, uh, okay. We went through the cold war. I grew up, we were in the cold war, Soviet union, big enemy, blah, blah, blah. Russia is like, they're another country. Yeah. They're kind of the enemy sometimes, but like, they're not this huge threat. And frankly, it was the left that was all in bed with the Soviet union while they were outright communists the entire time. So like, no one really cares. We all know everyone kind of mucks with each other's elections and there's propaganda and like people have countries have preferences and for who gets elected in other countries and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like suddenly the left is so fixated on Russia. It's like no one, I'm just tired of it. I don't care about Russia. They're a country that we don't agree with on a lot of things. And they have a different agenda. Like, what is this like? Why is Russia suddenly this radioactive thing? Like, oh, you can't meet with anyone from Russia. You can't talk to anyone from Russia. Don't take any information from the Russians. I'm like, where are we say the same thing about the Venezuelans or the, you know, Cubans or the Japanese or like French? Like, what the hell? Why are they so fixated? And it's because they think that that's like the only vector that they can use to get you know, to attack Trump. But of course, they don't use it. It's not like, uh, okay, right, right next to Russia is the Ukraine. Uh, Do we talk about Hillary's Uranium One deal and Ukraine? No, we do not. Do we talk about the Clinton campaign's uh, ties to Russia? No, right? (laughs) Russia's not a problem then. Russia's only a problem if there's some way that it's connected to the Trump campaign. It's just so, I think mainstream people, I think regular people, even if they don't, 
think about it and see it intellectually, I think emotionally they see through this stuff and they're just like, really? Why are you, why is your being a bonnet about Russia? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Right. Facebook is like censoring conservatives. Can we talk about that election interference? Yeah. But they don't, they don't, I don't know. It's a, I I think, yeah, I think you're right. The average person is tired of it and they're ready for politicians to talk about something meaningful or something that actually impacts their lives. I saw somebody the other day in a thread say, uh, uh, it was somebody like me on the left who was, was saying, you know, this is why I'm seriously considering voting for Trump. I can't remember what it was, but this person's like, as someone on the left, I'm seriously considering voting for Trump. And these other people on the left got upset and accused this, this other guy or girl, I can't remember of lying. And, uh, um, they they would, they're delusional. They're like, nobody, nobody who, nobody on the left would ever vote for Trump. It's like, you guys are in for a huge wake up call. I personally know a lot of people from walk away and not all of them have walked away to the independent section. Like me, a lot of them have walked away straight to the Republican party. Um, and, and, uh, to be delusional about it. And then one person in the thread said, uh, well, if it's true that you're planning on voting for Trump, it's, I guess it's something about how it's just because his policies don't threaten your very life. Like they do mine. And then they go to that, they go to that hyper hyperbole a lot with like, you know, Trump is his threatened to my very life. I'm like, I very much doubt that. <laughs> like, and that kind of hyperbole turns people off too. It's like, quit lying. Just talk about real stuff. Like, threatened my very right to existence you know or yeah no i think we are in for a wake-up call and the dems the democrats seem to just be getting farther and farther to the left and um more more in line with social justice ideology right you yeah bernie is is doing it and like the main candidates elizabeth warren bernie uh kamala harris beto like they're all they're all crazy left and 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 that guy um I keep forgetting his name. It's like bootleg or whatever. I don't remember. His name. It's like got the word butt in it. Yeah. But he's <laughs> I don't like, know. He also is like uh, a whole bunch of crazy, like green new deal confiscate, like literally confiscate autom- uh, semi-automatic weapons, which is oh. like almost every weapon. I think actually if someone gets in and demands compens, uh, first, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'll say it anyway. Cause it's, it's an unsafe space. If I get arrested, you know why. Um, if someone, if, if they actually try and confiscate regular semi-automatic weapons and, and come after and demand that you turn them in, don't. You'll never get them back, even if, it's, even if it gets struck down by the Supreme Court. I mean, I think they'll have a war on their hands. I think there'll be at least I a don't... lot of suicides happening and like people hiding crap. Like I, People I will wouldn't... not turn them over. No. And I never used to understand because even when I was a liberal who was a liberal who's when I was more um, like SJW liberal or leftist who was shooting, I, I didn't understand people on the right who didn't want a national registry or database of people who purchased. I'm like, but that it just, at the time I thought it was common sense. We should have a list of everyone. What if the stormtroopers need to take our weapons away? Yeah. See, now I understand why. Now I understand why they oppose it. I'm like, oh, because they want to be like in New Zealand, for example, they are now doing this buyback thing and you have a certain amount of time to sell the government your gun or actually 
somebody pointed out, buy your gun from yourself because the government's buying your gun with tax money that you pay. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a certain amount of time to sell your gun to the government. And if you don't, you can be fined or thrown in jail, right? And that they're able to do that. They know you have it because they have that national registry. So I understand now why people don't want the registry. You know who I want to get on the show to talk with is the 3D printing gun guys because that I think is the, uh, that might Mm. be second amendment. Um, There's been a lot of, I've seen a lot of cool 3D printed gun stuff. You can get right now, you can get uh, barrels and slides and those kind of things. Those aren't, those aren't actually, um, those aren't tracked. Those aren't registered, right? So it's the frame that that the government tracks. The the part that the government tracks is the frame. And the frame can be printed with uh, plastic, right? Glocks have a plastic frame. So you can buy barrels and you can buy slides all day long on the internet without any repercussions. Uh, And then you can just print, um, you can 3D print receivers at home. Yeah, they're never going to be able to. I mean, I have. It's impractical. First of all, almost it, every gun is a semi-automatic, and and there are so many that when they hear semi-automatic, these the people that vote for these crazies on the left, when they hear semi-automatic, they think like fully automatic Rambo machine gun. That they they have no clue what a semi-automatic weapon is. They don't. They don't. And actually, the things that would help, we should do a whole episode about gun stuff because. Going after so-called assault weapons is such a, um, yeah, like even when I worked on the show Totally Biased, even when I was firmly in the SJW world, I opposed that. And I was the only person in my little echo chamber who opposed that. But I bet I oppose it because it's it's completely cosmetic. The only reason you're going after those rifles is because they look scary and they're black. They're not responsible. For, they're responsible for a fraction, like a percentage of gun deaths. Um I forget. Yeah. It's like two percent or something, and that's all rifles. That's not just the that's not just the black ones that look scary. That's all the hunting rifles. Every bolt action, put them all together. They're responsible for such a small fraction of gun deaths per year. But you want to be able to pat yourself on the back and say that you did something when actually all you're doing is laying the groundwork to then take away handguns. But if you really did want to like do, so, that's why I know their motives are wrong because if they really want to reduce gun violence, the majority of deaths are handgun does. So they would go after handguns, but they, they're too afraid to do that outright first. Right. Right. So, um, but something that would really help is to close the, um, so, so, so currently it's up to the state to decide if they report mental health records to, um, is it an ICS? And, um, did you, do you know about this, right? Yeah. Although I little? we're going to start disagreeing, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, we might start just, oh, good. Um, well, so it is illegal. There, I've seen people on the left sometimes say things like, oh, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun if you have, if you're a domestic violence record. I'm like, you're, you're not. There are certain things that are already illegal. You're not allowed to buy a gun. Right. If the, you, the, it's, the, it's the background check, the criminal background check that they do already catches you if you're. Right. So the background check system for people who don't know, it's called NICS or NCIS. NICS. NICS, National Instant Criminal Background Check System. Right. So they, one of the other things you're not allowed to do is you're, it's illegal to buy a gun if you've been um, adjudicated as mentally unfit or if you've been hospitalized in a mental hospital against your will. Um, and so, but see, it's up to the state to decide if they report those records or not. So, for example, 
the Virginia Tech shooter, who until recently, I think was the biggest mass murderer. I think he killed 30 something people at Virginia Tech with handguns, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, He had been deemed mentally unfit by a judge. If he had been in the system, if if Virginia at the time had been a state that reported those records to NICS, he would not have been able to legally purchase the guns that he legally purchased. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have found another way to get them. I'm just saying, why make it easy for someone? And uh, Texas is a state that reports, for example, it chooses to report those records. I think every state should be forced to report those records. That's, uh, is this where we're going to disagree? Uh-huh. <laughs> the ACLU disagrees <laughs> with me, by the way. The ACLU uh, believes it's a matter of individual privacy that you shouldn't. I, I agree with the ACLU on this issue. In fact, uh, I'll say something possibly more radical. Uh, I don't think there should be any checks whatsoever for purchase of a firearm. Whoa. Whoa, fact, whoa. You just argued that the Boston bomber, if he gets out of jail, should vote. And I, my argument will be, if you get your voting rights and every other right restored before, quote, serving your time to society, that includes your right to self-defense and owning guns. Interesting. Um, okay, so, so wait, when he gets out of jail, do you think he should be able to vote? I don't think he should get out of jail. Right, but when people, let's say any, when someone gets out of jail, are there yes. voting rights? Okay, and yeah. you think that, that they're fi- the rights to yeah. now, buying a fire? I think certain people, like, you know... <clears throat> It's hard because actually, I, I ultimately I'm an anarchist, so I don't actually want jails and all this. Like things, things would be different. But um, if we just go with my, if we roll back my anarchy a little bit and go with like minimalist government, yeah, there are jails for violent criminals. And if you don't think that they are uh, fit to be walking around with a gun, then they're not fit to be part of society. Um, mm. there's plenty of ways to kill people. Um, and that. you have, you have rights and your, your right to self-defense is, doesn't come from the government. Now, if you want to argue that they've given up their right to self-defense, fine. Um, and you want to say, well, I'm going to replace the prison system with like, you can no longer buy guns. But that, the problem with that, Carrie, is it necessitates an entire apparatus whereby the government pays attention to who buys guns and knows who buys guns and has to ask questions like, well, are you fit? Are you this? Blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't. It, sure All it, it simply requires the states to report those mental health records. Which Texas, requires a system. No, it, they to report it to NICS. If NICS, they That's know. And, <laughs> NICS right? is a system. No, but my point is there's not some separate apparatus of judging each individual person, like in minority report, like, are you going to commit a crime? It's, these records already exist. Just yeah, 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 I understand that. But I'm saying that apparatus, uh, we're, we're talking about in the abstract here. And okay. I'm saying, like, if you're going to say, well, um, when, when he gets out of jail, we, he only gets some of his rights. And one of the ones he loses is gun rights. And you could say this about other rights too. You could say this about freedom of speech, or you'd say this about uh, voting, which is not a natural right, but whatever. We'll, we'll use the word right. Uh, if you well, then you have to ha- you need an apparatus to police that, right? Now we do have an apparatus to police that to some extent. Right now we have the National Instant Criminal Background Check system. States have their own rules. There is apparatus to support that. I'm opposed to the apparatus to support it because mm-hmm. the apparatus will I guarantee you 
grow bigger and more intrusive over time because that's what apparatuses of governments do. Um, so it, it'll just get worse. And apparati? Something is, it, is it apparati? I don't know. App- apparati, yeah, sure. <laughs> it, always, it always starts with something small and easy. Like, hey, should this mass murderer have a machine gun? And everyone's like, well, no. I'm like, all right, well, fine. Keep him in jail. Hey, well, speaking of which, machine guns, automatic weapons, not legal, except, you know, you have to go through, you have to have a very good reason and yeah, have no a very, no one understands that. But what, do you think they should be legal? Absolutely. I don't. You do? Yeah. Automatic weapons. Absolutely. Okay. We totally disagree on that too. Yeah. Because you need, <laughs> you need all the weapons required to fight a civil war against your government. I hear you, but... um. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've, we finally found a place where we butt heads. Yeah. 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 I think <laughs> it should all be legal. And, uh, you know, if you'll notice most of these shootings take place in gun-free zones. So, uh, you know, I think, um, it's not, it's not impossible to stop someone who's crazy with a gun. You just need a gun. Yeah. Uh, and, and this, and and the other thing I'll say is the impracticality of this. Look, as as three D printing gets better, you can't you can't I don't you know you can't stop the signal, right? You can't you can't you can't stop three D printing of guns. Like that information will be shared. Those files will be out. They'll be on the blockchain. They'll be in torrents. You can't stop you can't stop that. And look, in in another twenty years. We'll probably have, I mean, we have already 3D metal, metal printing. Um, we'll, in another 20 years, it'll probably be decent enough that it can rival a forged part. So you can print the slide in barrels. Maybe it'll be a little longer than 20 years. But I mean, it's, it's also just impractical to try and control. And so I'm, I'm much more of the mindset like, don't control it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. If someone crazy, if an actual serial killer with a machine gun starts to use his machine gun anywhere in a normal society, he'll get a couple rounds off and then he'll die. And that will be the end of the mass murderer because someone else will be armed. Right? Mm -hmm. I would carry all the time if I could. It's not that hard. I used to carry all the time. Interesting. I'm carrying right now. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, I'm not. I am carrying in my house, uh, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not that hard to carry. Um, and it is in LA. No, I just don't mean like logistically. Right. Um, so, you know, if we, if we lived in a society where guns weren't a big deal, which they're not, uh, I think we would have, you know, we would have a safer society, frankly. But that's not even my goal. My goal is individual rights. So my goal is like, you know, I get the government out of the gov- The last thing, the last entity you want knowing anything about who has what gun is the government. Mm. Well, I, I, I don't think there should be a national registry, but I mean, I don't need to repeat it. We disagree on that. I do think the states great, should be Great, we'll have a great to- debate some other time. We've gone yeah. long. Okay, goodbye. So goodbye. We'll, have a, we'll have a good debate. Uh, <laughs> bye, guys. All right, bye, everyone. Oh, follow, uh, follow us on Twitter at Unsafe Space and subscribe to Unsafe Space on YouTube and go to unsafespace.com and do all those things. And tell and, people, yeah, tell people and we'll about us. 
tomorrow morning and uh, we'll try and have more energy. I feel like we were kind of low energy today, but yeah, we guns and disagreed. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.